First Corinthians 15. And we begin to read from verse 20. Are you there? First Corinthians 15, 20. But now Christ is risen from the dead. Amen. Amen. And has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward those who are Christ's at his coming. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father. When he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. For he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him, it is evident that he who put all things under him is accepted. Now when all things are made subject to him, then the Son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him that God may be what? All in all. That's where we are going. You know, Jesus said an amazing thing to his disciples. You know, a lot of people preach Trinity and the world is confounded. You know, there are many people who don't understand Trinity. But you know, Jesus didn't really teach, teach Trinity. He taught quadrinity. Four. He said in that day, in John chapter 14 verse 20, you will discover that just as I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, so are you in me, and what? I in you. You see, it is through Christ that we become one with the Father. It's amazing. It's in Christ that we become one with God. And then God is in us and we are in God. It's amazing. It's an amazing mystery. You know, that everywhere I go, God is living inside me. It is an amazing mystery. It bolsters the, fled, uh, the, the, the failing confidence of a natural man, of, of, of a man. That when you are conscious of the God that is alive in you, you walk tall and bold. You walk defiant. You know, the reality of God in the life of a Christian. But you know, the resurrection story will be incomplete unless you ask yourself, what is the purpose of this resurrection? Because you see, like Jesus prayed in Gethsemane, he said, Abba, Father, all things are what? Possible unto you. You can find another way to save mankind. What is the meaning of this resurrection? Unless you and I understand it, it will just be a story. You will not deploy the power of the resurrection to be victorious in your life. And what is the first victory? Because the resurrection is a story of victory. It's called snatching victory from the jaws of defeat. You know, and that's why, like they always say, you can never count out a Christian. You know, you can never count out a Christian. Like David said, oh, my enemies, <laughs> don't laugh yet. Oh. Do I fall down now? I will what? I will rise again. I will rise again. You can never count out a Christian. You see, Jesus died. He looked as if everything is lost. Everything is gone. The chapter is closed. But it was the beginning of victory. It was the beginning of victory. That's why we go to the cross for the inspiration. So we can go and live victoriously in our lives. What is the meaning of the resurrection? Come with me to Romans chapter 6. The very first lesson of the resurrection. You and I carry catch up in Romans chapter 6. It is the fight 
It is the fight against sin. It is the fight against temptation. That's where the first victory is registered. That's where the first victory must be registered. Anger, bitterness, immorality, stealing. That's where the first victory must be reg registered. Look at Romans chapter 6. It said, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And what's the answer? Yes. Why did he say, God forbid? You see, the, the sacrifice of Christ brought grace. You know, many people don't understand what really took place in Calvary. You know, God by nature is holy. Let me explain it so that you can get it. God by nature is holy. And by that nature, the wages of sin is what? God doesn't have a choice in the matter. You see, a holy God cannot tolerate sin. He said, you have purer eyes than to behold iniquity. He said in 1 John 1, 5, God is light. In him there is what? In Psalm 145, 17, he says, God is righteous in all his ways. All his ways. So by necessity, a holy God must judge sin. He doesn't have a choice. It's a demand of his nature. But God wants to recover lost humanity. And so he gave the Jews a prototype of what will do it. That since the wages of sin is death, I provide you with a what? Substitute. I provide you with a substitute. So they are supposed to get a lamb without blemish. And then when you sin, you, you, you bring the, a goat or lamb without blemish. Lay your hands on the goat and confess what? All your sins on top of the goat. And then they will kill the goat for you. Okay? And that's a substitute. And it is that, that law presupposes that after you have confessed all your sins on the goat and the goat has been killed, you should go away and sin what? No more. But you know what religion does? They continue in their sin and every Sunday they bring God his uh, goat, yes. So who are the people who benefited from that thing? The people selling, uh, yes. That's what Jesus meant when he came. He came. A church full of merchandise, you know, people selling goat, you know, instead of repenting of their sins, they are buying goat. But do you know the type of business that developed? The priests also got involved in the business. Because you see, if you buy goat in the church, it is twice the amount you buy it in the market. Mm. But you know, some people will be smart. They say, well, these people are cheating. So they will go to the market and buy their own uh, and then they bring to the church. But you see, the priest is the one to certify your good. Mm -hmm. So you can never win. So now when they come, they say, okay, what is your sin? Say, adult, adult, and this tiny good, this tiny good. <laughs> come and let us show you the kind of good. <laughs> Then they will take you to their own goat sailor and say, okay, that's the goat. If you say no, it's okay, stay with your goat. <laughs> when you now bring the goat, they say, okay, give them. They say, that, maybe you bought your own, say, 100 naira. They say, that one is 200 naira. You say, okay, you know what you do. You don't have 200 naira, it's okay. Give them your goat and then take their goat and pay just uh, You can't escape it. <laughs> And when you go out, they sell their goat to somebody else. <laughs> That's what Jesus meant. And he drove them. Uh, yes. Religion. Religion. You see? It didn't change the heart. Religion doesn't change heart. Even the best religion can't change the heart. And when Jesus came, the Bible says, he shed his blood to purge the conscience to purge the heart to break the power of sin so that men can live godly on earth and that's what the apostle is addressing and I want to show you how it is done in this scripture he said how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it 
Or do you not know that as many of us as we are baptized into Christ, we are baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we all should walk in what? Newness of life. In other words, the Bible said, you see this Good Friday, you and I are supposed to go there and enter into that grave so that we too would have what? Died. But no, no, not physical death, but death to sin. You see, we, we should enter into the grave and die to sin. Now look at verse 5. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. If you died with him, then you will rise with him. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Now verse 7. I love verse 7. Because it says, For he who has died has been what? Oh, I love that scripture. He said, He that is dead. That's the way King James puts it. He said, He that is dead is what? Is free. You know, anger, jealousy, bitterness. All of that will have power so long as you are alive. Immorality, all of that will have power so long as you are alive. Stealing, embezzlement, all of that will have power as long as you are alive. But if you are dead, they have no power. You see, somebody can offer you one million dollars and you say, ah, okay, bring it because you are alive. But if he offered it to a dead person, Will they respond? That is it. That's why the Bible says the only way to be free from sin is to join Jesus in his what? Death. Join Jesus in his death. So no matter, you see, when you are dead, you, are, you cannot be bought. No matter what they offer. What can you offer a dead man? He's dead. You can't be bought. That's why the Bible says if a man is dead, he's free. And that's how we deal with temptation. You know? That's how we deal with temptation. When the devil comes to tempt you through people, you just say to them, I am what? Yes. You're talking to a dead man. You're talking to a dead man. It happened literally. I tell that story because I heard it several years ago. It was there in Yaba there by Niger Palace Hotel. The pastor of Yaba Baptist Church said he was leaving the church around 7 p.m. And you know, if you know Niger Palace Hotel, there are loads of prostitutes there. And one of the girls came to him to solicit him. And she, he turned and said to her, you are talking to a dead man. And the girl, eh. I'm sure the girl must have thought to herself, ah, this is our work. Oh. One day you will carry ghosts oh. But what was the pastor telling her? I'm dead. You're wasting a... You're talking to a dead man. You're talking to a dead man. You cannot solicit a dead man. You cannot entice a dead man. You cannot bribe a dead man. When a man is dead, he's what? He's free. He's free. He's free. And that's why, you see, you see you, the apostle Paul said, I die daily. That's what this resurrection is all about. Because once I'm dead, then I rise to a new life. So, everything about my old nature is what? Buried. Buried. When a man is dead, the next time you and your wife quarrel, and you're about to get angry, whisper under your breath, you're talking to a dead man. <laughs> and then once you're dead, you stop replying. Because dead men don't... Uh, uh -huh. You see, that's, that's how people stop quarreling. Once quarrel starts... Ah, you're not talking again. Dead. Dead. dead people never quarrel. Dead people don't abuse people. Dead people don't fight. Once you are dead, you are free. And that's the message of the resurrection. Look at what the scripture says. 
Now, if we died with Christ, we believe we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more, death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Now look at verse 11. That's where the answer is. I want you to mark verse 11 in your scripture. He says, likewise, you also do what? Reckon yourselves to be what? Yes, to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's what we are. You see, some people are wondering, how can I overcome this habit? How can I overcome this temper? How can I overcome this? The answer is simply what? Yes, die. Die to it. Consider yourself dead. And then remind yourself constantly, I am what? Yes, I'm dead. There's no need to try. You're talking to a dead man. You're talking to a dead man. You are talking to a dead man. But then because I'm dead to evil, I'm alive to God. I only do what God wants now. I only respond. And that's why you see, when you are dead, but you are still alive, when conflict arises, you see, you said to the living, I'm dead. You said to God, how should the person who is dead but has resurrected, how should they answer? You know, how should a living from the dead, a resurrected Christian, how should they respond to this matter? And the spirit will whisper to you, a fool, when he can keep quiet. You know what the Bible says? A fool, when he can keep quiet, he will be mistaken for, oh. So just don't say anything more. That's, that's what happened to me after we got married. No, my wife said doctor, you know, two doctors. A lot of grammar. A lot of grammar flowing back and forth. And then the Spirit of God used to whisper to me, he said, Everything that is useful that you need to say, you have already. Uh, uh. But you know, that's not what causes quarrel. The things that are useful. What causes quarrel is, eh? Okay, I'll tell you the one that will pain you. Then if you tell me the one that will pain me, it's okay. You're going higher. I'll go. That's the one that causes all the fight. But the Spirit of God said, see, from now, you say what? So, you resume your death. <laughs> you try to wake up before. <laughs> That's what one sister told me. She said, the problem with Christians is that instead of going to the cross to die, they go there and faint. <laughs> so, so, so when, you, when, you, when you tell them, when you tell them, uh, your, 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 your head is like coconut. The person that is dead will open one eye. Be careful, oh, don't wake me up. Oh. <laughs> then when you tell them, I say your head is like lizard. They say, look, oh, I'm dead, oh, but uh, be careful. Oh. And it's the same thing the world does to us, you know. They bring you bribe of, uh, of uh, 50,000 naira. I say, look, stop disturbing the dead man, please. Then they make it 100,000. I've warned you. I've warned you. I'm dead. Then they make it 1 million. So, oh, you're just trying to wake up a dead man. Oh. Then they change it to dollar. You say, ah, Lord, we better suspend this death. Oh. <laughs> we can resume it after. <laughs> But you see, if a man is truly dead, there's no way you can wake him up. It does not matter what you offer him. He that is dead is what? Is free. And that's why we can kneel down before God and say, I want to what? Die. It's not that I want to commit suicide. No. I want to be free from all these things. Because that's the only way. It's the spirit of God. I want to show you a scripture. Come with me. Romans, look at Romans chapter 8. You will see it clearly there. Romans chapter 8. Death is, the, death is the only way to be free. That's what brings the resurrection into our lives. 
Now, I want to show you verse 12 and 13. Romans 8, 12 and 13. He said, therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, what will happen? You will die. But if by what? The spirit, this, you put to death, only by the spirit, we put to death the deeds of the body. What will happen? You will live. Yes. So when a person kneels down and says, Holy Spirit, come and walk death to sin. In who? Yes, walk your death to sin in me. People think that Christians, Christians are tough. Christians are not tough. They are dead. Nobody is tough. You have to die. That's the only way to be free. And the Holy Spirit walks that death. But then you have to desire it. He doesn't walk it on people who don't want it. He walks it in people who want it. I go to God every day. I want to die to this thing. That's the only way to be free. Some people think it's by willpower. Willpower. Willpower can't stand up to pressure of sin at all. Because the devil is very clever. If you are committing fornication with Cecilia and you overcome Cecilia, it's okay. Sebi Elizabeth is there. They just change the people and then the whole thing uh, starts again. Yes, willpower can do it. But if you are dead, it doesn't matter who they bring. It doesn't matter. Because a person that is dead is what? Is free. You cannot impress a dead person. That's why he said, if you desire death, if you really want to be free, then desire death. Go kneel down. Yeah, your husband always fighting. No, no self-control. Kneel down. I want to die to this anger. I need death, Lord. I need death so I can be free. Do you know that you tell this to somebody? They'll say, well, my husband and I have to die together. I cannot afford to die and then he will be, uh-uh. You see, because you see, if you are dead and your spouse is alive, they will be climbing all over you. And that's what makes some people wake up immediately. <laughs> she says, I cannot be dead and uh, my wife is alive. No, she will just be cheating me. She will just be taking advantage of me. She will not be saying, uh, hey, the man is dead. There's nothing he can do again. You know, before he used to fight, but now he's dead. And I, I like him really dead like that. <laughs> you see, uh, but you see, if, you can, if somebody can wake you up, that means you didn't die. If somebody can wake you up, you didn't die. You join those who went there to... Yeah. Eh. And that is the first fruit of the resurrection. The victory. You know, do you know that when you begin to experience this victory, even you yourself are amazed. Because you will say to yourself, ah, thank God for Jesus because I know what I used to what yes yes you know some people see me today they say doctor you don't seem to be upset by anything again I say ah, if I tell you the type of temper tantrums I used to have I used to fight to the finish when I was in secondary school if you annoy me we have a no man's land you go there fight until you are tired Yes. But you know, he that is dead is free. Once you are dead, once you are dead, you're free. But what tells you that you are struggling with that death, that you are desiring it, is because you see, while that death is being worked in you, you notice the real struggle. You notice the real struggle. That's what one brother said to us. He said um, uh, um, that, you know, when you are trying to die, these uh, people, these Lagos drivers, they just wake you. Uh, eh? And you know the book says, let no corrupt communication. Uh, eh? Say, but one day one driver just drove like this. And he was wanted to abuse him. He said, ah, no, no corrupt. Then he looked at him and said, That tells you you are really uh, fighting. Eh? You are fighting. But you see, you, you are desirous to die. And one day, that death will... Uh, yes. And that's why, you see, people ask you, when did you really stop? I don't know. 
How did he really stop? I don't know. I don't know. But one day, I woke up. I realized that those things that used to upset me, they don't what? No. 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 God, the Holy Spirit has walked death in me. Now, I want to show you another one because of our time. Come with me to Ephesians. Ephesians. Because there are benefits of this resurrection. Ephesians chapter 1. And I begin to read from verse 15. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know, number one, what is the hope of his calling? Number two, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And number three, what is the exceeding greatness of his what? Power. And this power here is dunamis. Dunamis. What is the exceeding greatness of his power? You know, it, when Jesus spoke to his disciples in Luke 10, 17, he said, Behold, I give you exousia. And by the way, there's a song about exousia in that city. He said, Behold, I give you exousia. Exousia means authority. And you know, authority without power is meaningless. Authority without power is totally meaningless. If authority is not backed up by power, that authority is in danger. Take a judge sitting in the court. Judge. You know the judge has the authority, not the power. The police have the power. But suppose the judge says to a prisoner in the dock, listen, I sentence you to six years in jail with hard labor. The police come and whisper to madam, be careful, the man is dangerous. What do you think the judge will do? She will shout anarchy. Because the power to defend her authority is warning her that the man is dangerous. That means there's a breakdown. So the authority will have to escape. Jesus said, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and to conquer the power, dunamis. They give you authority to conquer power. Something is missing. That should tell you something is missing. I give you exousia to deal with dunamis of all principalities and powers and all the enemies of the gospel. I give you exousia to deal with them and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So if what we have is authority, where is our power to back it up? You see? That is the weakness in the arrangement. Understand it. There is a weakness in the arrangement. That weakness is exemplified in what Jesus said. He said, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound where? Okay, where is the real binding taking place? No. No. The real binding is taking place in heaven. You see, the problem then is that if I bind on earth and they don't bind for me in heaven, all the people I bound will be walking freely. That's what is happening to us. Otherwise, every, there will be no problem now. Oh yeah, you build demon of uh, adultery. I bind all of you. So adultery will end in the Nigeria. You demon of embezzlement. I bind all of you. Then uh, embezzlement will end in Nigeria. Yes. If every time I bind on earth, they bind for me. So why is there a disconnect? Why is there a disconnect? See, if you don't ask such questions, then you haven't really started to engage in the fight. There must be a connection between my authority and the power that is backing it. Because you see, the reason why God did not give man power, he gave the angels power. That's why the demons have power, because God created the angels with dynamis. He bequeathed them at creation with dynamis, and nobody can take it from them. Do you know why? Many people don't know why God couldn't just withdraw 
the power he gave to uh, devils when they were angels. You know, it was angels that became devils. And it's a matter of obedience. He didn't withdraw the power he gave to them. Why? Because the Bible says that God ended his work of what? Creation. It is ended. Creation is closed. Until he declares in Revelations, Behold, I make all things what? Yes, then it will start again. But so long as creation is still closed, this order still persists. Angels, those devils will retain their power. And man will have no power. Why did he give man? Why didn't he give man power? Because he wanted man to rule angels as well. You know, angels are in hierarchies. Do you know that? There are hierarchies of angels. There are also hierarchies of devils, principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, elemental spirits are down there below. Just like you have hierarchies of angels, you have hierarchies. How do we know that? It's all in the Bible. You know, if you read Daniel chapter 9 and Daniel chapter 10, you see the difference. The angel that came in Daniel chapter 9 was Gabriel. No principality could stop him. The angel that came in Daniel chapter 10, principalities could stop him. And then Archangel Michael had to come and uh, let him pass. There are hierarchies. So why did God not give you an eye, dynamis? Because he wants us to use his dynamis and compel creation, all creation, to do what? The will of God on earth. So why, where is the disconnect? That's why Jesus said, when you pray, say, your will be done on earth as it is what? And the moment you are walking in the will of God, you connect to dynamis, to heaven's dynamis. Because the power of God does not do the will of man. Do you know that? If the power of God were to do the will of man, look at the prayer they are praying today. Fall down and die. This one says, fall down. This one says, rise up and live. So how, how, whose own is God going to answer? <laughs> the power of God doesn't do the will of man. The power of God only does the will of God. And so anybody who is interested in power, now come with me to that scripture. Verse 19 says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he walked in Christ when he did what? Raised him from the dead. In other words if you want to know the power that is at work in the life of the believer, look at where? The resurrection. What will that power do? What can it do? It will bring the dead to what? To life. See, Whatever has died in your life can come back to life. Everything that is dead, everything that has been rendered, you know, useless, God's power can bring. The resurrection power demonstrates the power that is available to the Christian. And that's why you can kneel down and begin to insist that because Jesus Christ died and rose again, everything that is dead in my life, resurrect. And how does the power come down? You begin to do the will of who? Yes. Then the power will come down. And then bring everything uh, back to life again. You see, that is the weakness in the arrangement. So when you start doing your own thing, your own way, going where you like, doing as you like, and then you turn around. Power, come down. Uh-uh. It doesn't work like that now. That is the problem. So all those people that struggle with themselves, I will only do what God wants. I will only go where God wants. I will only say what God wants. When they say, let the power come down. The power what? Yes, it comes down. Because the power is to enforce the will of God on earth as it is done in heaven. God wants you and I to exercise power in the world. You know, you know the reason why a lot of evil is going on. Christians don't understand God's power. They don't know how to exercise it. You know, a lady came in an office. They were taking bribe there. Okay? And we've been teaching. She attends our church in those days. We've been teaching on how Christians can take authority everywhere they are. So one day, she was advising this boy, stop this thing, this is wrong. Stop. They continued. Then she went to God and said, how can I be here and this rubbish will be going on? I demand a stop. 
I demand a stop. He said, only two weeks. One lady came there. They collected that bribe from her. Unknown to them, she's the sister of their boss. And that's how that thing came to an end. That's how it came to an end. They demanded that heaven what? Intervene. She didn't carry placard against them because God knows what to do. God knows what to do. So if Christians understand authority, everywhere you go, everywhere you go, evil is there. Say, so no, 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 no. I demand change. I demand change. Jesus died and rose again so that change will come. And then heaven comes in and intervenes. Because God always knows what to do. Can you imagine if everyone, look at how many we are. If we go into our homes and our offices, bringing God's power, the revival will break. The revival will break. Because that's what it's about. People, people, people who know how to exercise authority. But when they're demanding that, the Spirit of God will whisper to them, okay then, you know you come late to work. So it won't work until you start coming early. It's okay. He said, but you know, I live far away. That's why I come late. I take four buses. He said, you can come early if you want to. It's okay. I used to wake up at uh, 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 six. I would start waking up at five. So I would leave home at 5.15. Then you find that when you start, start coming early, the power comes down. The power comes down. And then you go into another place. He said, oh, say, uh, but you know, you too now. You know, look at what you are doing now. See, what you are doing is canceling the thing you are doing. Or you are straightening this one, and then I can come and do it. Once it starts happening, change comes. Change comes. That is, it, it won't take long. It, because, do you know why it won't take long? We are so many. Over 10 million people go to church in this country. Can you imagine? If all of us knew what this thing was about, how to bring resurrection power down into our world, it will change overnight. Because first of all, we ourselves will be doing the right thing. Otherwise, the power won't work. It will not work unless we do the right thing. And then once we start doing the right thing, ah, <laughs> we can call from to headquarters to send power down. And you will, you will be amazed. And can you imagine then, if instead of one, me alone, there are two of us, ah, you know what Jesus said? what when we are two or three are gathered See, i'm right there and whatsoever you shall bind on earth two of us that's how one lady came to church you know she came on the prayer line for me to pray for her the spirit of god said ask her to wait and come at the end so when she came i said what's the problem he said my husband left with another woman 10 years ago and the children are now teenagers and they are troubling me. And then the Spirit of God said, ask her, if your husband comes home now, will you take him back? She said to me, he won't come home. He's been living with another woman for 10 years. I said, that's not what they're asking you. They're asking, will you take him back? I'm telling you, he won't come back. I said, okay, leave a matter of coming back. Answer what that asking. If he comes back now, will you take him back? Then she stopped. It's okay. Okay, I'll take him back. But I'm telling you, he won't. Uh... I said, okay, since you're ready to take him back, bring your hand, let us pray. Lord, this man is gone away uh, somewhere, wherever he is, please, you know, Return him to his family. In Jesus' name, amen. I said, yeah, madam, you didn't agree with me, so it won't work. So try and agree with me. We'll pray again. They say, if two of you shall uh, uh, try and agree with me. So we prayed. So okay, now you agreed. And we left it. Within a year, the man was back home. She could not believe it. Because, you see, we are, power is linked to us. But your own obedience must be what? Complete. Complete. 
That's what God is challenging you and I today. Resurrection is not to celebrate it, lift up hands, sing and dance. There's nothing wrong with that. It's wonderful. Resurrection is to deploy the power. Understand the power game. Know how to deploy the power. Get principalities and powers to be subject to you in the name of Christ. Bring the powers that oppress you in sin, in compromises. Bring them to their knees. That's what resurrection is all about. And then when it's all over, you die now, I die now, or enter into the rapture, you are confident that when you cross over, he will be there waiting for you. You know, I can't, I can't, like the apostle Paul wrote, he said, I have fought a good fight. You know, it's a fight. So I finished my course. He said, what is waiting for me? It's a crown. You know, you cannot, you cannot but relish that handshake. Ah, you try. <laughs> you try. Isn't that wonderful? What about the one that says it was a mistake? I gained nothing from your salvation. I saved you, but that was it. Oh, was still, was still. You now die. <laughs> when I get to heaven, I know whom I will meet. It will be my love in Jesus. Then I'll sing hallelujah. Amen. And then you appear at the table. They say yes. What is your name? You say, Okreko Krafo. Mm -hmm. What is your church? First Evangelical Church of Lagos. Okay. Okereke. Okerafo. First Evangelical Church of Lagos. Enter. Unseen. <laughs> you say, Oga, make you enter and again and back. Maybe this computer. It don't make mistake. <laughs> they enter again. Okay, okay, for first evangelical. Ah, okay, check in the other. Eh, check with the other angel. He has another list. So, the man go there. What's your name? Okay, okay, first evangelical. Ah, look at your name and number one. <laughs> okay, the angel will ask you. Where do you go? They find for the other table. You think they, they make mistake here? All that thing where you they do, eh? You think you can finish it and just eh? Like one of my friends, he said, "You people, you don't know this thing." See, the day, the day I get there, I will just crack one joke. Peter will laugh this side. John will laugh this side. Me, I just give. <laughs> And I told them, I said, you know, even if you enter, Jesus said he will come for inspection. <laughs> and then he's looking around. And then when he sees, he says, ah, my friend, how did you get in? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, take him out. You see, there's no escape. <laughs> you know, the preacher told a story, you know, about a man who went to hell. You know, so when he got there, he begged the angel. He said, please, let me stay at the gate with you. I want to see the people who are coming in. So when he saw one of his friends, ah, oh, but as soon as they bring me here, I know say you they come. <laughs> but to his surprise, he saw Dickiness and Dickin. They too, they came. So when they came, they went and hid because they don't want anybody to, to know that Dickin and Dickiness ended up in a. Eh. So when one of his friends came, he said, Ah, oh boy, I know, say you go come. But oh boy, you know what? Dickin and Dickiness, they, they hide. <laughs> the last thing you want is after just clapping and dancing in church then the day you die they say where do you think you are going it is not a matter of uh, uh, uh. that's why the bible said reckon yourself to be what dead 
and then begin to wield the power of the resurrection in your life to bring the enemies of truth and God to their knees in your life so that when it's all over your place with him is what? Assured. Yes. You see, the resurrection gives us confidence in life. It gives us confidence in death. Yes. Yes. That like Jesus rose from the dead, we too will rise at his appearing to a new life. God is on a recruitment drive. He wants men and women who will go into their world no-nonsense Christians go into their world and begin to deploy the power of God. They don't have to fight anybody, but change is coming. Everywhere they go, change is coming. Change is coming. Because the Spirit of God will tell them, if you want change to come here, look at, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Then they bend themselves, they start doing it. Ah, change is going to come to that place. The reason why prayers don't work, like the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 6, having in a readiness to avenge all disobedience, but then your own obedience must be what? Fulfilled. Yes, that's the problem. If my obedience is not fulfilled, that's why I say to people, you see, life, spiritual life is a rotation. If I turn like this, I press. Ah, they think this still didn't work. I turn again, I press. I have to keep turning and keep pressing until I will turn and press, then the power will come. I have to keep changing, 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 changing until I press, then the power is released. But you see, if you are not hungry for the power, once you press once and it doesn't come, ah, but if you're hungry for the power, say, oh God, what more can I do? What more can I do? So that I need your power to change this place. And then the Holy Spirit begins to tell you, that's the challenge. I want you to bow your head to pray and say, Lord, I do not want to be just a clapping Christian. I don't want to be just a clapping Christian. I want to be a Christian wielding power in the world. That's what the resurrection is about. I want to be a Christian wielding power in the world so that God will be glorified in my life, glorified in my world. I want to see God glorified in my life. I want to see God glorified in my world. Begin to pray. And if you know that you have not really been living the life, then let today be the beginning of a new day for you. And say to him, Lord Jesus, I want to die to everything that is wrong in my life. I want to die. I want to die to everything so that I can be free. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Let your Holy Spirit walk death to sin in me. Death to anger, to habits. Death. Death to everything evil in me. I need that death in my body so that Christ can live in me. I repent, oh God, I repent of all my sins. Come into my heart. Take me over. Take me over. Take me over. If you are sincere, something wonderful will begin to happen in your life today. You have to be sincere. You have to be sincere. Pray that prayer with all sincerity. Say, Lord Jesus, I surrender. From today, I will do your will. I will love you. I will serve you. I need your power to manifest in my life. And if you are sincerely praying that prayer, my brother, my sister, I want to pray with you that the Spirit of God, the one who is the God with us now, he will come and take you over to manifest Christ in you and through you. So wherever you are and you have prayed this prayer, I want to pray with you. Just raise your hand where you are. Just raise it up. Raise it up. Wherever you are, raise up your hand. Raise it up. Raise it up. Don't hesitate. Raise up your hand. Raise it up to the Lord. Wherever you are, raise up your hand to the Lord. Be bold and raise up your hand to the Lord. Wherever you are, raise up your hand to the Lord. Raise it up to him. And say to him, Lord Jesus, I, I, I need you in my life like never before. 
come into my heart reveal yourself in me raise up that hand to the lord raise it up do not hesitate raise up your hand ask the holy spirit to do a new work in your heart wherever you are raise that hand into my heart into my heart come into my heart lord jesus come in today come in to stay Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Oh, into my heart, into my heart. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come I want you to put your right hand in your chest. Put your right hand in your chest. You want to say to the Lord, I mean this prayer. I'm saying it from my heart. It's just symbolic. I want to say this prayer from my heart. And say after me, Oh Lord my God. I can't hear you. Oh Lord my God. I thank you for your word. I receive your word into my heart. Dear Lord Jesus, I am sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. Please wash me in your blood. Please come into my heart from today and be my Lord and be my Savior. I surrender my heart to you. Be my king, O oh God. Father, please write my name in your book of life so that when this life is over, because Jesus died and rose again, I will be with you forever. O oh Spirit of the living God, come and walk death in my body. Come and walk life in my spirit. That I may be dead to sin, but alive to God. Show me how to wield the power of the resurrection in my life. Thank you, O oh God. For in Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen.